0: Hello, and welcome to Atari Bites, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill, and I am thrilled that you are listening. It's late on a Thursday evening, and I am sitting here enjoying a lovely Sam Adams Crystal Pale Ale. It's a beer I saw at the grocery store tonight and thought, hey, what's that? So I bought it, because apparently I have the impulse control of a six-year-old. But I've tried it now, and it is delightful. Uh, Sam Adams, if you're listening, uh, contact me, and I will tell you where to ship my lifetime supply of beer. So what's new? Uh, Ah, X-Files. As I record this on Thursday night, two episodes of The Promised Six for the new Season 10 of The X-Files have aired. Episode 1, it was exciting to have it there on our screens again. Felt a little creaky. Uh, they haven't done the X Files in many, many years, and it showed. I'm also a little concerned about where they're going with this new mythology arc. But there was nothing in there that made me not want to watch again, which is good because episode two was awesome. It was a more of a monster of the week type episode, uh, although it did kind of tangentially tie into the new mythology. Uh, but it was excellent. It was creepy and weird and just about everything you would want in an X-Files episode. So I'm really looking forward to uh, the remaining four. Alright, so... I've done now three episodes, if you count the episode zero introduction to the show, and now this is our second actual game episode. And we Atari Byte's starting to get a little attention on the internet, uh, which is awesome. Thank you to everybody who has reached out to wish me well, to compliment the show. I hope that you will continue to contact me, uh, email me, contact me on social media. Uh, Let me know what you think. Leave me a review on iTunes. Of course, that's always a good way to give feedback. Um, Helps me make the show a little better, and gives me a warm, gooey, fuzzy inside. Which actually kind of sounds like an X-Files episode, too. Anyway. So, we're here to talk about another game. This week's game is... Hubert. This was a 1983 Parter Brothers one-player game. I always liked this game as a kid. Uh, there's not really a lot to it, but it was fun. I have to admit, though, little kid me was a little disappointed that the Atari version didn't look more like the arcade version. Uh, the graphics just simply aren't the same, of course. Uh, this is just sort of something Atari people get used to, uh but still as a kid it kinda disappointed me. I don't think the gameplay suffered any uh in the translation from the arcade to uh to the home console, although gaming experts will probably correct me on that. Uh so it was a decent game. So what do we have? I'm looking here at the actual paper manual from my copy of the Cubert game I had as a kid. And from this, I can see that the object of the game is to score as many points as possible, duh, by changing the color of the cubes on the pyramid from a starting color to a destination color. Do this by hopping tubert from cube to cube while avoiding the nasty characters who try to stop him. Each time you complete a pyramid, you proceed to a new pyramid or round. Try to complete as many rounds as you can. There are five game levels in all, four rounds per level. Start the game with four tuberts. Cubert starts at the top of the pyramid, works his way down until all the cube's colors are changed. The interesting thing about this manual, uh, which really fits in with the mission of this show to analyze the story within the game, unlike a lot of video games, this manual comes with an actual cast list. We've got Cubert, of course, who is the star of the show. We've got the red ball, when the red ball starts rolling, get Kubert out of its path, or it'll squash him. If this happens, the swear bubble lights up, and the next Kubert appears on the tube where the last one was squashed. There are lots of things that make my swear bubble pop up, too. Anyway, the purple ball possesses, it poses the same kind of danger as the red ball, except that the purple ball reaches the bottom of the pyramid, and when it does so, it hatches Coily the snake, who is the next character on the list. He's the snake with the perilous pounce. Kind of like Shaft. Wait, that was something else entirely. Shut your mouth. The only way to get rid of Coily is to lure him off the pyramid by hopping a flying disc. The best way to do this is to hop right onto the exit cube. There's only one correct exit cube for one flying disc. If you try to hop onto the disc from the wrong cube, you fly off into oblivion. It doesn't actually say that in the manual, but I know that from playing the game. The Flying Disks are another character in the game, apparently. Hubert Kubert can hop aboard, and it whisks him off to safety at the top of the pyramid. And that really upsets Coily. Another character is Sam. Even though Sam can't catch Kubert, he's still a very crafty fellow. He changes the cube's colors back again, so Kubert's got to retrace his tracks. Oh, that's Sam. If Kubert stops him, however, by running into him, you'll earn bonus points. The final character in the game is the green ball. The other green character that can't catch Hubert either. But if Hubert catches the green ball, all the characters except Hubert freeze for a second. The Hubert can continue to hop or you earn bonus points. I actually thought, as many times as I played this game, I thought the green ball turned into Sam. Boy, was I silly! I'm so embarrassed. So that's the game setup. I think now it might be a good idea to hear me play a little bit of this game. What do you think? I agree. So right after this break, we'll do just that. Alright, trooper's all loaded up. Let's put the little guy through his paces. Here we are at the top of the pyramid. Coily, the purple ball that will be Coily, is already on the move. And he is. Coily the snake. And he is in hot pursuit of little Qbert. Run, Qbert, run. Change those blue cubes. Oh, that noise you heard was Qbert saying very naughty words. Bad Qbert. Here we go. Change colors. We're about to get to the next level, boys. I wish that song played every time you did something good. That'd be cool. Now we're changing yellow cube blue. There's Coily again. I haven't seen Sam yet. Ah! flying disc Suck it, Coily. Alright. Oh, there's the green ball that will become Sam. The obnoxious, bullying person. Creature? Thing? Come on. He just proved pretty cordly though, a little more persistent. And that was the end of the second level. I think you get the idea. Back to you in the studio. Okay, well that was me playing Qbert. I was awesome, of course. Thanks to the magic of editing. So what do we have? We have a game with an adorable little character named Qbert. But man has he got issues. He looks a little bit like a tiny Mr. Snuffleupagus, who I think we can all agree is really one messed up Muppet. So apparently the uh, issues don't fall far from the Muppet tree. Side note, full disclosure, legal disclaimer, Kubert not a Muppet. Uh, Muppet people, please don't sue me. So who is Kubert? What's his objective? What are the stakes in this story? Well, I think it's pretty obvious what's going on in this game. This, simply put, is a 1980s after-school special. Remember those? Uh, The little movies that had special messages for kids, Just Say No to Drugs, uh, Don't Smoke, um, Don't Sell guns to the Contras. Wait, that was something else. Anyway, Cubert is the stand in for the dorky little kid in one of those after school specials. He's just sort of a sad sack, just stumbling through the neighborhood trying to get to school. The pyramid is his route to school. The bullies on the playground are Coily and Sam. They are literally bullying him. Literally. Trying to push him off the pyramid, push him out of the neighborhood. And messing with his p- pyramid tube colors just to rattle his cage. I think the dynamic we have going here is sort of the typical after school special dynamic, too, right? You have Coily, who is the quote unquote smart one, uh, he's the bully, he's the really scary one. But then you have his little toady, Sam, who's really not as dangerous, but he's every bit as mean as the bully. He's even green, like a toad. Cubert, Messing with Q-Bert, uh, changing the colors of his cube is basically the Atari equivalent of a, putting a kick-me sign on the kid's back, or giving him a swirly, or whatever else, 1980s. Adult writers thought that kids did to other kids on the playground. It all fits. There's even a red ball that will squash Cubert. Hello, dodgeball? Anybody? Did anybody else have this nightmare as a kid, or is that just me? Anyway, so then when Cubert really gets in a jam, when the bullies are really messing with him, what does he do? He hops on a flying disc, and it carries him to safety. The flying disc is the kindly old man, or the cop, or the teacher, or the cool older brother, or the giraffe wearing the sunglasses, or whoever the uh, device that saves the kid in the after-school special is, that's what the flying disc is in this game. And, just like in those squeaky-clean 1980s teen TV-era shows, looking at you, Full House, These shows where kids never drink, they don't do drugs, they certainly never curse. This game turns Cubert Swears into the 8 bit equivalent of Gosh darn it! or Gee Willikers. So, that's it. If that's the story, if I'm right about that, Cubert's just a stand in for every one of us. I mean, every one of those nerds who got picked on in school. Does this story hold up? Does Has Atari pulled off the arcade version of an after school special? Well, each level in Qbert, like the manual told us, is pretty much the same. You start at the top, you work away at the bottom, repeat. Q- Qbert never really wins. He just changes all the colors on one screen, goes to the next screen, and does it again. Same thing over and over again. In that way, the game is. Pretty much like your teenage years. Something to endure more than something to win. Hang in there, kids. On that happy note, that's all I got. Where can you find me? Email me at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. Let me know if you think I'm crazy about this uh, theory about Hubert. Let me know what you think of Yara's Revenge from episode one. You can also find me on Twitter, at AtariBytes, or you can follow me, at Carnival of Glee. You can like the show on Facebook. You can also check out the website at AtariBytes.Libsyn.com. My thanks to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech for the Creative Commons license to use his songs, Take a Hit, Reformat, and Pinball Spring, which you heard in full or in part in this episode. Until next time, play some old games. They've missed you.